0: Welcome to Theme Team. Hi, my name's Preet. I'm Adam. I'm Jeb. It's our belief that movies that resonate with us are the ones that are trying to say something. They make some sort of statement about a better way to live. Some people call this a theme, others a moral. We call it an armature. The best movies, in our opinions, are the ones that say something specific and say it well. So join us as we analyze and take apart some classic movies and see what they are trying to say
1: okay, so uh, this week's movie was die hard what you guys think?
2: um yeah I thought it was pretty good it's it is interesting because it does it focuses a lot on the action and at least as far as armature goes you know it weaves it in throughout but it seems like that's like ten percent of it and then ninety percent of it is you know fighting bad guys bad guys making plans so it was just interesting I haven't watched a lot of action movies in my day Mm
1: -hmm. yeah it does it does a lot of uh, kind of sort of mixing of things which Mm -hmm. uh, which I think uh, which probably helps it quite a lot actually because it is able to keep things interesting um because it gives, instead of, like, kind of, maybe your sort of more standard action fare that you used to get from that period, it's more, um, like, it gives the, it gives John McClane uh, uh, more than just, there are bad guys and I'm fighting them to uh, to, to deal with, right? Right. Is it, if it was just a friend in that building, or an acquaintance, or if he was a security guard, he could be like, well, this... This is not for me, but he's got a high stakes reason.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. So one thing I thought that the that it does really well in the opening um, is it does a really good job of of giving all that exposition about them and their relationship, mm-hmm. without it being without it feeling like exposition. It's all like kind of just. Like, if you find out, you know, he's on a plane, he's going somewhere, he's, uh, you find out he's a cop through a kind of, like, a uh, sort of weird, interesting way, just because, like, someone else notices he's got a gun, like, inside mm-hmm. his jacket, so he has to, like, don't worry, I'm a cop kind of thing. Right. Um, and then we go to, go, to, go to Holly, we don't know who she is at that point, but then we see pictures of her and John together, are so like, oh, okay, they're together. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's like, we don't know the, the status of their relationship, but then through like a, a non-exposition um, feeling conversation she has with like her nanny, you, you, like, you get all the information because it just feels like you're listening into a conversation.
2: Right. And they also have that beat where she looks at the family photo and then, you know, puts it down
1: right i think it's, that's either right before or right after or something yeah they were, mm-hmm. or very close to it in time so like it gives you like all this um extra sort of it just it just yeah it just does a really good job of building up the kind of the current status of them and their relationship without having to you know give a flashback or or anything or have them like talking at a marriage counselor or something it's just it's mm-hmm. just like, oh okay this is where this is where they are
2: yeah Yeah, i agree and even even the the like a nosy uh limo driver guy mm-hmm. that all also feel like i don't know if you kind of know what you're looking for then you're watching it you're like this is a smart way the writers did this but it's still like i don't know it works. And I like that that character also stays throughout the whole movie. Yeah. So it, yeah. it doesn't feel totally utilitarian. Like, it it all just feels natural and cohesive.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they even set up little things. Like, because he's, he's bragging about the stuff that's in his limo, and one of the things is a CB radio, so then... <laughs> So that all of a sudden becomes like prescient for him finding out what's going on as he right. finds the C P radio he's like, Oh no
2: <laughs> Yeah, that kind of stuff that they set up I thought was it was cool how it paid off. Like specifically the uh the picture frame that was down. Mm-hmm. Like that tells you it it serves two purposes in both its setup and its payoff, you know, in the setup, like we said, it's the exposition of like, oh, something's not kosher in their marriage, right, and then that it it being down becomes useful for the whole film until yeah. after you know Hans has seen John McCain and then makes all the connection is good is very very meaty,
1: yeah. Yeah, that all made that stuff land. And just, like, it's something I've not noticed, because this is a a movie that's, like, become sort of like a a silly, fun Christmas staple. But because of that, like, you you know, watching it like that, it's, you know, it's at the holidays, everyone's around, or, you know, everyone's, Hmm. uh, like, not really paying attention because everyone knows it's diehard, right? So watching it properly for the first time in a long time actually sitting down to watch it i was struck by how tense it is it's so <laughs> tense I was yeah. like, like the whole time like uh so like you know the uh the then you know they're not actually terrorists but at first they seem like a terrorist group so the terrorists show up um John has the uh, the kind of like he hears the gunfire so he grabs his gun and sort of reacts immediately but then you know they have that quick cutaway and you see him like you, he's seeing Holly but he's seeing like all these guys with machine guns in between them mm-hmm. and then manages to get away but then just starting to figure out like what to do like all this like the pressure just starts building immediately as soon as that goes and you're just like oh, what, what the hell is he going to do because you know you see the you see, like the the uh, the terrorists kind of doing their thing, like cutting off the lines of communication and right. and essentially sealing off the building. So this is now just a fortress that you can't get into and you can't like talk out of. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually is a sidebar that was something I didn't really realize before, but it it all, it plays even though the. The terrorists slash uh, robbers are the bad guys. Their bit of what happens plays out quite a lot like a heist movie. Mm-hmm. Usually in heist movies, the heist, the you know, the robbers are kind of the good guys, right? Yeah, you know, like in an Ocean's Eleven type of thing. Um, but um, so yeah, out there, like so, it's kind of like they've got their layers of their plan and these steps that they need to go through, which you know clearly shows that they're they know what they're doing and they're very smart. They're not your kind of average sort of dumb villain in an action movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's like he, you know, he runs upstairs. He's like, okay, set off a fire alarm because the ambulance, uh, the fire engines will have to come and check the building. And you know, they'd already thought of that, but then that gives away his location. So then they go after him. Mm-hmm. And It's like everything he does kind of like gives away where he is.
0: Um. Uh, so do you want to Talk about the armature?
2: Yeah Yes Um, I personally don't have An articulation of it I think I Worded it to my roommate Griffin Something like There's more important things Than holding on to your pride or ego Hmm
0: okay
1: I think I like that mm. it's, if it at least definitely fills in the ballpark because I was having some trouble trying to come up with a, a bit of like a some an an actual the actual wording for it um, did you have did you have something Jeb
0: or oh yeah uh, I I do I do like Adams also um my, uh I don't know, like a couple different variations I've written down, but uh I bas basically, basically what I boil it down to is uh uh be a team player. Okay. Alright, it's well now that you said uh your variation of of that uh, you, know, you may it makes me th- think of other things you know other ways that's that's connected but i can again to that uh yeah i can just uh yeah we each each get uh, get into the reasoning for that um if, if anyone else wanted to go first or, or i can I
1: think, I think my sort of feeling ended up falling somewhere in in a similar track. It might, might kind of follow like a little the, the closest thing that came to mind but didn't feel quite right was something along the lines of pride comes before the fall. Um but I being a bit more specific about like ego kinda of makes sense. Um, it is I think it's sorry, go ahead.
2: Well, the pride is an interesting thing, especially on my rewatch of it, because I came up with that the there's more important things than holding on to your pride or ego um, after the first time watching it. And I was, you know, specifically looking at the the change of John McClane from the beginning mm-hmm. to the end, specifically in their marriage. Like, he he was the one who wasn't willing to, like, change his job and life to come to california mm-hmm. so like he was holding on to yeah prior to ego and then you go through this whole dilemma of everybody's life's threatened you're like yeah maybe maybe in the grand perspective of things holding on to that ego it isn't as big of a deal but when i watched it through again i noticed that a lot of potentially cl- potential clone characters um could be like showing different aspects of pride Mm -hmm. so for instance um all of the cops on the outside is just it's a constant battle of who's in charge yeah and uh yeah that i guess that then like shows the end of holding on to your pride in that regard. Like, you know, lives were lost. Um, The the FBI guys were weird. I don't really know what to make of them.
1: They almost end up seeming a bit like comic relief.
2: Well, (laughs) uh,
0: they... Well, they seem like uh, essentially... Like, like uh, exaggerated versions of the uh, sergeant. Yeah. So, the, mm-hmm. so, so the sergeant, you know, he, he wasn't, he he wasn't listening uh, to Al. You uh, know, you know, he, you know, he had to do his own way and everything. He, you know, you know, didn't want to, uh, Uh know, work together with them and and then they and then the FBI guys come in and and they do the same thing to him
2: which is interesting because that actually is kind of called out by Hans when you know they're cutting the city power he comments on like the FBI's playbook and how Mm -hmm. they never deviate from it yeah
1: yeah and it's also a bit mm. of a known thing as well, because um, Powell says that as well to John on the radio.
2: Mm. Okay.
1: He's like, um, like, you know, he's, he mentions and uh, he mentioned something about like, oh, we're not, home. <laughs> it ain't, we're, not it's, we're not in charge anymore. And John's like feds. He's like, mm-hmm. yep, they've got their FBI terrorist playbook and they're going through it mm. page by page or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, And And yeah, and Hans knows that too, because he was essentially counting on them showing up, right, right. to turn the power off.
0: Yeah, and as far as uh, like uh, clone characters within, uh, the game, you know, takes over the, over the building, like, like. Like they are a a well oiled machine. Like they're mm-hmm. like and and if it if it wasn't for for Carl, you know, like, like it wouldn't have gone away with everything.
2: Mhm. Uh Do you mind spelling that out a little bit so I can track?
0: Well like uh let's say as far as like 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 foreshadowing of of him kind of you know doing his own th- his own thing, you know, th- you know they have his brother like, uh, like like messing with this
2: mm-hmm. with wires. the circuitry, yeah, yeah. yeah. And,
0: and then and then Carl comes in with a chainsaw and like nope this is faster.
2: It yeah. is an interesting reading of that because I I thought that scene was so weird because they're speaking in Russian, so you don't know what they're doing. He's doing some technical, weird, yeah, electrician stuff. So it's like, you don't really know what that's for. And then it seems like he did what he needed to do in time. But it was supposed to feel tense, but, like, I didn't understand anything that was happening. He just came and cut all the cords. (laughs)
0: Right. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it was...
2: he was he was me-
0: messing with the with the program in some way, you know. It was very small, but
2: like seemingly, but okay, yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. That's interesting. Yeah, it's and, yeah, it's
1: establishing that, and you know, something of like just a little bit of their relationship. Like he's, he's screwing with him because it turns out he's his kid brother mm-hmm. or something, um, and then yeah, like from that point, once he gets taken out, uh. Uh, Carl them won't. He basically stops following his orders because now he's just consumed with, uh, rage and his personal vendetta. And it's like, mm. like he's, he's, it's, uh, it, it's funny just because, like, it's, you know, he's really mad, of course, because this guy, you know, killed his brother, but it's not like, you know, you're doing a dangerous thing and you're. <laughs> You're going to try and kill this, guys. So you can't be that kind of shocked. <laughs> it's just yeah. that, you know, something bad went down. But now it's sort of like, you know, because you know, Hans says, like, oh, that's not good, but now we still have a thing to do kind of thing. They must have known it would be risky, otherwise they wouldn't have shown up with all the machine guns and rocket launchers. But he's not like, but yeah, he's no longer dialed in with the mission because now he's just consumed by his, his own kind of like. You know, his ego is taking over.
0: Yeah, that's, that's why I think it's imp- that uh, the scene with, scene with the chainsaw was important that he, he was, it, He was he was an uh. uh uh, following along already, and so, Something like that happened, and it's like, like well, yeah, like, like, like you know, yeah, of course he deviated further. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, there was even a pivotal moment, like like before, like the uh, the cops were even, sh- uh, be- before the police sh- showed up. Uh, where they had had him trapped, like, like, like they're like like the ventilation of the the elevator sh- shaft, and and Hans is like, oh, good, you know, just, just lock him in there, and he, he can't do anything; he'll be neutralized. Mm-hmm. And and then and then, uh, Carl like ag- ignores that because right, like he wants to actually kill him, and like he yeah, if they had they had done that, then you know, police wouldn't have have gone involved and have just it, like 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 no 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 more the their guys what have gone killed and the have gone away
2: yeah hmm yeah okay that that makes a lot of sense
1: I also think the like going on along on the like kind of pride ego route. It makes it fits a lot with Hans as well because you know he's this professional suave kind of like super knows exactly what he's doing kind of guy all the way through. Um, and then there's like this one beat towards the end where they like it becomes clear what they're doing is just stealing the bonds from the vault kind of thing Mm -hmm. and i think holly yeah holly calls him out and just says after all your posturing and everything else you're just a common thief Mm -hmm. and he he just bursts out at her it's like i'm an exceptional thief
0: Mm, (laughs) and since i'm
1: upgrading to kidnapping you might want to show a little more respect or something along those lines it's a it's a funny line but it's also as all of a sudden it's like no no You know, don't forget who has the power in this story. Like, he had Mm to make it clear for some reason. And then, you know, that's kind of... That's also why he, you know, John manages to trick them and get the upper hand at the very, very end. Right. Uh, Because, you know, he sort of distracts them and because they think, oh, yeah, he's done. He's got no more bullets and, you know, we've got all the stuff out of the vault. We're, you know, we've won this, so then you have the... The silly evil laugh moment.
2: Mhm. Yeah, and I, I was. I also thought of uh, Ellis. Like he's a guy with a lot of pride and a mm-hmm. lot of ego.
1: Yes. Yep.
2: And. Uh, and
1: such a jerk too. That slimy scumbag.
2: <laughs> I actually. I I don't know why. I kind of enjoy. The scene where he's uh, he's on the radio talking to John, and you yeah. know, he's like signaling to Hans, like oh, this guy, like I got it, all this under control. Just, <laughs> those facial expressions, <laughs> I've seen them before, and he just he nails them so well. It's infuriating. Hans,
1: Booby, <laughs> I'm your white knight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do just like this quick or he's gonna kill me john <laughs> wink yeah
2: <laughs> that was um in my first viewing that one was really stressful because i yeah. thought that uh he was gonna find out that um holly was his wife in that scene like i thought mm-hmm. uh ellis was gonna drop it and i oh man yeah i was gonna mention this earlier on the tension thing but um the other really tense scene that like got me was when he was hanging down the ventilation shaft on the mm. like using the M sixteen or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the strap from the gun.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, the pacing and cuts of those shots <laughs> they they were intentionally made and very effective. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's what they did Like throughout the whole movie, they do a really good job of just like you know, building up. The pressure, um, like even the first, um, like when Carl's brother first goes up to the the whatever floor John is on, because you know to check because you know the fire alarm went off, and then they're kind of like, shut off the fire alarms, call nine one one, let him know it was just an accident, and then they're like, go check the floor that that came from just in case, mm-hmm. and he so he shows up by himself to kind of search like i you know again because i'm kind of paying attention to watch like you see this beat where like the you hear the ping of the elevator john kind of ducks down behind this kind of pallet of you know this crate of pallets and he's kind of trying to look through to see who it is but it's like really close cuz we're close with him there and then we switch to uh you know the henchman and he, like, comes out of the elevator and looks around, and you just see the pallets over there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, he's right there. <laughs> and so he, like, you know, he doesn't make a beeline for him. He looks around for a second, then kind of goes over. Uh, and then they have the beeline, like, he just jumps out and, like, just shoots because he thinks he might mm-hmm. be there. And he's he managed to make it away. But you're like, like oh, he's, he's there. Oh, no. <laughs>
2: i i specifically noticed the composition of that shot and thought it was it was really well done but it's just kind of funny because like they very clearly like cleared out the entire room and put the the pallets right in the middle so it's like
1: so you would see so you would see them
2: (laughs) you 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 know exactly where you're supposed to assume he is
1: yeah But the, the nice thing is, it's like at least at least thinking right now, nothing. It doesn't pop in my head. Something that like I see a a lot in action movies still, like they'll do this thing where they'll do something like that, and they, you know, they'll they make something change in a cut where, where, where it's just the cut is doing a trick. Like, it's like a guy was there, and then a cut happens, and yeah, then now they're there. gone, yeah. and it's just, you know, the magic of something, and they appear behind them, and it's just, you know, but it, you know, you, you feel that it's not, like, it makes no sense, and they just did, they just tricked you. Mm-hmm. And I never got that feeling in this. It, always, like, it, f- it felt like there was enough time and enough other stuff that, like, you know,. As he walks out, like it, it feels unless, uh, and maybe I'm remembering this wrong. Maybe they do do that, but it feels like there was enough uh, business that happened. So why, by the time he got there, there like there would have been time time for John to get away from that point. And I think, like he could just circled they, around. Really,
2: I think usually they also like they had a camera shot on John. And then, like, you know, you hear the being of the elevator or something. And then they'd have a quick reaction shot of John, like, looking, you know, screen left or screen right. And then they'd cut to the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So, to me, that was always, like, oh, he must like... Yeah, he he was thinking fast in that moment. He was able to change location or whatever. But I think right. just specifically that look away was enough for me to connect the dots and not be like, hey... Right. This is this is a movie, not a magic show.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing I just liked in general, is like they they gave you enough where it never felt like they were just tricking you. It was always like, mm-hmm. Okay. Alright, he had he had a point to get away there. Um
2: Yeah. And, to uh oh, sorry. sorry. Continue.
1: I was just gonna say it it was gonna go into like another kind of just like point of cleverness, but go go ahead.
2: I was just gonna try to get back to armature stuff
1: because
2: mm-hmm. um, the other the other character that I think plays into this too is Al or uh, Powell. Yes and he, he is another character who like John McClane, like sees the the context of the situation as it is and is not letting pride get in the way. And is like constantly combating, say, his boss, and then even the CIA. He's just like, "Wait, these are all the facts that we know, and you guys are just like, you think you have everything under control, but it's like that, your strategy is not accounting for what we see the reality being."
1: Right. Yeah, he's actually the yeah, he's the, I guess he's the one without pride or ego mm-hmm. because he's had a he's had a fall before which is really? actually really nice the way that's they kind of set that up like he had the mm-hmm. whole like he's he's uh, he made a big mistake in his past and he's kind of just been dealing with that ever since and that's why you know that's why they have the thing with like oh you know, you know i'm yeah i am I'm a, i think they. He says something like a desk jockey now or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he, you know, he, he, he just he has no. He doesn't have. He doesn't have. Um. Like the confidence in himself not to make that mistake again. Right. Um. so so yeah he so he's already had kind of that fall in the past so he so he's kind of. The barometer of like no pride i'm just assessing the situation and what's happening and he but you know he's he's a good cop with no ego so he can just be like this is where we are what are you guys talking about
2: mm-hmm. yeah i think i think that's a good um summation i don't know if it's the right i guess i now i do better like that the phrasing that are more, more important things than holding on to your pride because I think that uh, that sums up both the actual situation and then mm-hmm. also the the underlying situation of you know him not being able to be vulnerable with his wife him not like John not being able to like put down his pride and say he was wrong or that he should have came with even, I yeah. mean the whole crux, like not crux, but like the whole big scene of the movie is when he's telling Powell, like when he, you know, if he doesn't get out, tell his wife. And it's just like, it's, it's mm-hmm. excruciatingly hard for him to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Even in that moment, but he's like, he's forcing himself to get it out. Cause he's, he, he at that moment. He's like, he he's more or less accepted that. He's probably not going to make it out. And he doesn't want to not say this
2: yeah
0: um yeah uh yeah yeah do you think that, uh where you guys I was saying uh yeah yeah the, the articulations uh, I think I think fits a lot better um uh, like, yeah, cause there, like, like with my, there, there was, uh, like a small couple loose ends that I couldn't, I couldn't figure out exactly. Like <laughs> the one that, that comes to mind is the, uh, not the news reporter, but that anchor that shows up mm-hmm. for oh, like two mm-hmm. short scenes. Mm-hmm. It,
1: Right. Like, um, I think it's. Uh, yeah, I think it fits again with the. It definitely fits with the pride and ego thing. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's why mm-hmm. it fits now. Yeah. You know, with, with what he's talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because um, with, with the team thing, it's a, well, well, the team thing kind of because he's just being a jerk and going out on his own, not listening to anyone, just kind of like forcefully just doing stuff. But yeah, that with it. It feels like it fits with it because his ego is, you know, pushing him to mm-hmm. not consider like the people around him or pe- the people he's involved with. Like the he threatens, threatens the uh, the the babysitter with calling the INS oh. on her and stuff like that, just to, so he can oh. try and get this exclusive story and stuff.
0: Oh, the the, the reporter. I, I was talking about the anchor. Yeah, oh, the, the anchor. The report, Sorry, the reporter definitely fits in oh yeah that like, Helsinki, Helsinki uh, yeah Hel- that's Helsinki. actually really funny yeah that guy <laughs> I, yeah he I, yeah, like the first time he, he you know the the reporter's trying to get, get that van and yeah yeah i see me, see you know he's arguing with with the with the producer and yeah yeah the, <laughs> in the in the anchor uh uh, I tries to butt, butt in. Uh, yeah. In the conversation. Uh, you conversation. Know, and The reporters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not like, like, hey, can it? <laughs> and and then yeah, the yeah, here's uh he uh he goes yeah I uh, I was bruised in that moment you know and and then they go on air and he still has that face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The transition. the.
1: Uh, the other uh, the other news anchor just has a just has a smirk on her face and yeah. <laughs> she just turns the <laughs> camera it's like it's like all you had to say was your name man yeah. it wasn't that hard. <laughs> and
0: i'm so-and-so you know. yeah <laughs> um, they, yeah because
1: um, i love how they do it later too because they've got yeah they've got the the i don't know who he, he's some psychologist dude and he's got the 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 stupid book, the hostage yeah. terrorist, terrorist hostage. Bring in
0: the, ex- the expert to talk with. Like, okay, so what's happened? And, 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 he, and the guess is, is mostly, of uh, uh, facing the other anchor, you know, as mm-hmm. he explains and stuff, so, mm-hmm. like, you know, he's just kind of sitting there and it, 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 you know, brings up something like, like, oh, uh, i i wish i'd written them the name but it is it, the it's helsinki like, joke like, yeah because of the helsinki yeah. syndrome yeah helsinki syndrome and and, and then yeah this so is he's just kind of like sit, sitting there silently mm-hmm. hey, you know i feel like he, he's he's adding <laughs> like oh it, like oh as in helsinki like actually can't remember which one is right but but where he gets the uh, the wrong country
2: yeah yeah he's He's like um, sweden and uh the other guy corrects him finland i just have the script up so i I looked for that part oh oh, nice (laughs) uh yeah the producer yeah just like
0: oh
1: yeah it's just like god damn just shut up just shut up (laughs) I, lo- I also, lo- it's a, it's a bit morbid, but I also love that scene because then he goes into, like, explaining the kind of, the, like, the basic, the pop culture explanation of Helsinki Syndrome. And like, well, right about now, you know, the, the, the <laughs> hostage will start be starting to make a bond with their, their right. post-captors. Oh, and yeah, then, like, they yeah. cut to this, the news is, st- like, the audio is still playing, and then they cut to Ellis... Like his body getting dragged out of the office, or like bullet hole in his head, and it's like, yeah, that's what's happening right now.
2: <laughs> that is, like, that's actually I, I don't know. I'm kind of my mind's blown right now because I, those sort of offhanded like little gags, you you just enjoy them. You think they're funny, but for them to also play into the armature, that's very mm-hmm. cool. I'm a big fan of that
1: yeah yeah because again it's, it's it's it even though you know he's the expert he's saying something that at least in this context is total nonsense because he's doing the same thing as the FBI guys essentially he's assuming he has no idea what's actually happening in there but oh no no I know what's happening in there and this is the thing it is like no I mean you're even... completely wrong in your in your in your in your assessment of it. And then, yeah, with the with the anchor and stuff
2: as yeah. well. <laughs> it's funny, the layers of that, I guess, yeah. But yeah, that anchor, like, you're right, Jeb. He was such an inconsequential character. Like, we didn't even know who he was. He was just random anchor. And then yeah. they, they, like, uh, they made fun of him twice. You're just <laughs> like, okay, I guess we're making fun of this guy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And yeah, and that's the, it. Just it just worked. It it worked because it was just like a a moment of levity. But it, I guess that's maybe that's why it doesn't feel too out of place, because they set it up and it's removed enough from the situation.
2: Yeah, and um, it, it is still kind of like that whole like there's more important things than holding on to your ego because. Right. You're reporting on something. There's there's truth to be you know, like reported on to figure out.
1: Exactly. Like you could be mm. serving a purpose, but instead you're trying to serve yourself mm. and your right. you
0: know. Yeah, you, you. Is hmm. even a point like after the, after uh, the whole floor, were, uh, blows up and you're like, "Oh, tell me you got that." you know it's like <laughs> they eat your heart out of channel five like it's all about <laughs> like, you
1: know, like yeah i forget the like uh, like the uh, the police officers that were just killed in that you know that yeah that tank thing
0: <laughs> yeah
1: it's just like oh but that looked cool and i got it on camera like, right
0: yeah you know, or or just or just sticking it to you know whoever you know yeah uh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah like see look at the reporting i'm doing like
1: Look at me. Report.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I guess. I guess you're right that a whole film is warring warring egos. While. It's funny because, like, at least in the situation of the the whole heist thing, John McClane, is a a fairly egoless individual.
1: Right, yeah, and that's why he has to have the ego placed inside something else, and that's inside his relationship. Right. Because it's like, it, you know, it shows, you know, he, his pride came from somewhere, and he, you know, his pride came from he was a good cop, and is a good cop. hmm So, like, it kind of, like, it fits that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so now that a, a situation of him being like, you know, super cop is required, he, he's able to fall into that and just be that.
2: Great. Right. Yeah, I was even wondering if... Um, I don't know if this is super supported, but, like, kind of like you said, like, if the two sources of... Well, if the source of the pride is the job, like, then it could be, like, the argument could be made that, like, that was the argu- that was one of the arguments being played out in the film, like, you know, here here's the ultimate situation for you to be a cop in, like, is holding on to your pride in this, like, pa- pan out? I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a fully supported argument. Because it's not really addressed at all, like, his struggle is more with uh like his wife specifically I, yeah the the limo driver articulated it like, oh so you thought she wouldn't make it here, and then she'd come crawling back and then John McCain, you know responds with as i said you're you're a fast you're you know slick or fast or whatever you catch on fast,
1: yeah. But yeah, so he doesn't deny that, so that's, the, yeah, and I think that's the thing, like, his pride is, like, his pride, so I think that's the thing, it's it's, it's not based in, like, it's, like, his pride is in himself, in like, I'm good at this, and I, yeah, I'm here doing this, and that should be good enough for you kind of thing. And he's, you know, it's an older movie, it's in, like, it's set in the 80s, so I think they're playing off the fact that, you know, she's, you know, the power dynamic in the relationship right. is changing. She's got a job that I'm assuming, because she seems like she's second or third in the hierarchy of this, whatever mm-hmm. whatever Nakatomi is supposed to be. Um, so, even so, she's...
2: In their argument at the beginning, um, mm-hmm. yeah, he... I forget what he says, but she says, I know exactly the kind of family relationship you think we should have or something like, that. right.
1: Right. It's like, I'm, you know, yeah, Mm. it's, it's, it's clearly the, the, you know, he, he basically couldn't take, he couldn't deal with her success. And that's essentially the crux of, of what ends up being the thing that they kind of aren't able to, or he's not able to get over because mm-hmm. um, then yeah because that's why he has such a like a hissy fit about um. Uh, her like giving her maiden name as the name uh, that she works works it through in the company like
0: because mm-hmm.
1: that kind of starts the fight because she's at that moment she's like you know she was planning on him staying because she has the nanny kind of like lay out set up the bedroom and the Nanny Thor deck, I already did, kind of thing, which was like a nice you know part of the nice setup, so it's like they are aware of the situation and they're not making it they're not explaining things for the first time to anyone, but they're just saying it in a way where they give us enough information to go on. But then when it comes to that beaten uh, when that when the fight starts between them, you know she's she's even given room for his ego. Mm-hmm because she knows it's a yeah. thing she's yeah. like oh so uh so where are you staying while you're out here and he's like oh you know, captain such and such retired out here so i was gonna bunk him with him and then she's like oh okay no, that makes sense and he says where it is and i guess it's far away because she kind of kind of laughs and like oh you're gonna be driving all the time uh how about you just stay at our you know mm-hmm. stay yeah. at my place i've got a spare room just so, you know she pads it because she
0: knows right yeah <laughs> like yeah, I thought they did a good job of, of, yeah, with, with, uh, information like that and, uh, our gratitude, and that it, I, as far as, as them, them wanting to, uh, like, uh, appoint the problem in, in John's direction. Mm-hmm. Like, like, no. You're the, you're the one he needs to change here. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And actually, and that's the thing, the situation that they go through proves it. Like, he's a good cop, <laughs> and it's nothing to do with New York. Yeah. He's a good cop. He could be a good cop in L.A., he'd be yeah. totally fine. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Um. Uh,
1: Because, you yeah, know, he, he starts off with that with Argyle. He gives him some BS excuse about... um. It was like, oh, the caseloads, or you know, that I have, you know, something about like, oh, I've got to be there to finish off what I'm doing in Europe. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: it's a whole list or something that, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like,
1: you're a detective; you could, you know, you can be a detective (laughs) somewhere else, and someone also pick up the, the cases or whatever. It would be, it would be fine. And that's why they have, like, that's why they have the beat of Argyle calling him out. I'm just like, oh, no, you just thought she wouldn't, she'd come out here, wouldn't make it, and i have to come back.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so you kind of need that line.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, if, that's the thing, it's like, it's, Yeah. I think mm-hmm. the only thing that makes me just say it slightly differently because it's, we're, I think we're essentially saying the same thing. I, the the pride before the fall thing I think to me is just sticking in my head because a it's the the actual cliche saying, mm-hmm. and b, literally that's what happens to Hans at the end.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Like yeah the I, silly
1: little detail touches they've got there's that snide like the thing that he's holding on to on her is her watch and her watch is a rolex uh, yeah. that um that alice was yeah, being like, like show him the watch rolex. oh it's a rolex yeah yeah uh, <laughs> that's funny yeah that,
0: that was a, yeah, that, yeah that, that was another thing yeah it's trying to fit as well like yes i saw that like like that's that's definitely significant right there <laughs>
2: That's funny. Yeah, I didn't notice that at all. Or I didn't make that connection, at least. Uh, and just,
0: like, you know, with that the phrasing of it, like, I just think about, like, to a surgeon, like, I, I was mostly thinking about... Uh, search the interaction with uh pal, but, uh, but also in the context of, uh, like, pride and er- everything, like, having to, having, it, like, like, him not wanting help from this random insider <laughs> stuff, uh-huh. like, mm-hmm. like, no, we're, like, we, we don't need help, you know,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't there wasn't even an openness from pretty much anybody except Powell. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, cuz the captain's like you know as soon as he like Powell's giving him all these reasons like I know this from this guy I can tell because I know what I'm doing as a cop I can tell that he's probably a cop cuz the way he's talking and acting and the stuff he says and you know the captain does not give any. He doesn't give a crap about Powell's opinion or who John is or anything. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. My uh, it, one of the uh, uh, be, uh, best posing expressions uh, from uh, from Alan the movie is, is is when you know he's told the sergeant's told that the like like. Oh oh the FBI sh- showed up, you know, it's it, you know, so it's like, oh FBI and and then pals just like this leaning over on on the car, you know, it's like you want a breath mint? <laughs> yeah. Just just completely still, but just
2: <laughs> just,
0: just so over everything about him. Just,
2: it's <laughs> funny too, because that moment is actually significant in that like uh, how does he afraid? It? Because it actually there was a scene that happened just before that where I think it was the the lead cop guy told you know told Powell like you can go home whenever and you're dismissed. So mm-hmm. at at that point, both McLean and Powell were like they they had nothing like they had no job, they had no pride, they had no anything like they were just there to like help the situation and you know. Mm-hmm. Do that. <laughs> they weren't trying to prove anything about themselves anymore. Because McClain right. his whole thing, like he didn't have a job in any of it, and, and that wasn't threatened. But his life was threatened. I think everybody the whole time was con- like didn't think he was going to get out alive.
1: Right. Yeah. It's like his life was threatened, and his main motivation was just getting to Holly
2: mm-hmm.
1: and getting her out.
2: I mean, we're pretty close here. Does anybody else have anything specific? Anything that was really well done?
1: Um, for me, I just think yeah, it's uh, overall it just ends up feeling like the you know, the whole movie was just like really really tight and had no real fat on it and and just worked worked well. For for what it was doing, but you know, was it did what it needed to to keep things kind of like high octane. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, it's the the thing that it does really well. It's just like it's the setups for everything, like yeah, like everything ends up getting set up because he. The reason he has no shoes on is set up right in the first scene, mm-hmm. because you know the guy gave him that advice, uh, like. And then, you know, because he's got his one, like, kind of, you know, his standard-issue sidearm kind of thing. So, so then any other weapons he has to get, he has to get from them. He mm-hmm. kills Carl's brother. He gets the machine gun. He gets the lighter. He doesn't get shoes, for, uh, for really specifically, but he gets the mm-hmm. cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And all of that stuff ends up coming up later. <laughs>
2: yep. yep. I I think they also did a really good job like I guess orienting you in space because like mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a huge building there's so many floors um, but they would have various things to kind of I don't know be like oh I'm here again yeah I mean, catch even, your eye
1: to make sure you kind of knew roughly where you were as right. you're going up and down kind of thing yeah
2: like even uh, speaking of setups there's one line when he first meets uh i think it's takagi mr takagi mm-hmm. um you know he's like yeah. it's a wonderful building and he's like oh if we ever finish it so it's like that already up all the floors that have then all of got that construction can, work right exactly yeah yeah the, and then yeah the, there's that, that like, the that poster <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, I it was a gag, but I really think it was actually used to help Orient. So you're not just like, Oh, here's another random. Oh, we're back hallway. in
1: the, in the, yeah, we're back in the kind of like the ducts of the building. It's like, Oh no, we're here again. Yeah. That's yeah. why he knows where to go. Cause he's been here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that, that's the thing that they did like really well. I feel like throughout, like everything feels like it's kind of interconnected. Um, It just makes it end up feeling very real.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like... uh, um, There's one other thing we can talk about is also, like, you know, we did talk about him a little bit, but Hans and his sort of setup and just being actually very smart at kind of what he was doing.
0: Mm Mm-hmm
1: and it being pride that led to his downfall his own pride and ego that led to his downfall cuz everything else kind of more or less went perfectly for him
2: mm-hmm.
1: um cuz i like the, the 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 sort of i it, i like i like how they set up the kind of the the i can't it's i guess it's in the second half of the movie that but like when he runs into him on the roof and, like, Hans happens to not have a gun because he put it down because he was doing mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, he gets, you know, he runs into John by mistake and then kind of, like, goes into just, like, you know, putting on a fake accent and pray because he's like, okay, this must be him. Uh, all right, well, I I look like someone who just works here. He doesn't know what I look like. Let me just... Oh, my God, you're one of the terrorists. are not you please don't kill me?
0: Yeah. And it- <laughs> Yeah, they did make it. Yeah, they did do a good job of, uh, of uh, like emphasizing that. Uh, that uh, John hasn't seen his face yet.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But then yeah. still doing like the cop thing of like he gets, looks at that you know there's some sign with like names on it so he's trying to see, uh, yeah, you know, see if the name is on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, I like all that stuff. Just felt like it was it. Just all felt tight. But then again, because we know who he is, so the tension is just building, and then he gives him the gun, and you're like, oh no. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you know, just switching and switching again right after that. Like you yeah. so yeah. know. Oh, you think I'm you think I'm that stupid? And then the elevator goes off immediately, <laughs> and he's just like you were saying. because backup's there and he just has to run yeah um but yeah so yeah overall just like really really good solid movie that everything just like felt really uh like wound tight and just you know keeps the the pressure and tension up that i I just just, like overall just like really really well done
0: Yeah, yeah i've yeah, if if anything, I hope that like like the takeaway is is that uh, yeah, this is like just a good movie. Like it's like like we I guess you know like when we talk about any of these movies, we're we're not saying like oh this is this is good for an action movie. Right. No, it's just yeah. a good movie. Like, that is no hierarchy. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, if we're, we're saying it's good. We mean it's good. It's up there with the other stuff. Kind of like, it's in that echelon of stuff that we've been watching and talking about.
2: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I Well, I, I think I do enjoy it even more now after talking about it. And seeing like how how specific and how specific and genuine it is, <laughs> uh, how, it's an animation <laughs> joke for all you people. Uh, just how like specific and intentional it is, and its and mm-hmm. uh, its execution and its goal. Even if it wasn't like written that way, this was the conversation I had with my roommate yesterday. Just like intent versus, like, intuition, I guess, and I was trying to make the argument of, like, I mean, writers are smarter than you think, like, they don't just come across this stuff, but then at the same time, like, there is also a high level of intuition that goes into most writing, so it's like, this could be both, I'm sure the guy actually just set out to write an action film, and then knew, you know, that he needed to make it, like, weighty and meaningful, in order for audiences to like care about it and care about John McCain and all that stuff.
1: I think well I think that's the thing. I, I this this is just me kind of you know uh just off the top of my head, but it feels like at least it was very it feels like it was at least intentional in some point because it had a um like and you know I could be talking nonsense but like just feeling like the period that it came out and the other kinds of movies it was going up against at the time or the types of action movies that you got in that sort of era were you know quite different and there were a lot right. less sort of like they were more just about the sort of pure action and solving the problem and not like having a you know, a that like not having a kind of a flawed protagonist that then has like an internal issue that they're trying to get over, and then the kind of situation walking them through that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very much more just like, because I I could easily see the exact same. and I'm sure they exist. I probably have seen those movies where it's like it, you know. Die hard movie where it's just he's just this, the stone cold, like analytical cop that is you know thrust into an unfamiliar situation, but then you know, just mm-hmm. with grit and determination makes it through and kills the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, it's probably fun and you know, and you know, with and and kind of tense and stuff, but this. Is taken to that next level because of this, you know, because of the fact that it has a story underneath that he's got something that he's dealing with, and he has to get through. And this takes him on a journey to get through that. Because um, similarly, it's uh, you don't get. No, I'm just making the same point. I think it just it gets there because it's got something it was trying to get across and say, and that's why it uh, that's why it ends up feeling so compelling. Because mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah, this was Because so, I the thing I always heard about Die Hard was like it changed all action movies because because of Hans Gruber. Because he's such a clever villain and that was different from all the other villains you used to see in these types of movies. And I'm like, okay, I'm sure that had something to do with it. But that's not why Die Hard is good.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, Mm
1: -hmm. Die Hard is good because it's about something. That's why it works and lasts and is still like, you know, can still go toe-to-toe with movies today. Mm -hmm.
0: Like, the only thing
1: that ends up feeling, you know... Like it just the only you know, if you want to say it, if you want to give it's not really a criticism but the only thing you could kind of say is like okay maybe it's a bit dated because of when it's set but that's just when it's set that's got nothing to do with anything.
2: Yeah, like I don't, I don't care that the touchscreen computer he uses to find his wife is like really Booping archaic. Holding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: but, but even that like then is to... used right because the function it serves is like. That's how he finds out that she's using right.
2: that's very smart.
1: Uh, her maiden name. Right. yeah. And that's how also how we find out because you may not have noticed earlier because everyone keeps calling her Gennaro.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you know, maybe you were like, oh, but I thought they were married. Okay, whatever. But you know, you know, sometimes people don't change their maiden names and that's fine. But they have that beat because he looks her up as Holly McLean on purpose.
2: Right. And it's just, yeah, so it's just like, you know, everything
1: is there for a reason and it's, you know, and nothing is there just to be like clever or, you know, tricky. It's all there for a very specific purpose.
2: Yeah. Well, cool. So let's, you know, let's take, take away the theme. (laughs) There's bigger things than pride and ego. If we believe that the movie, you know, made an honest claim in that, Which I think it did. I think it showed the the benefits of like being goal oriented and not pride oriented. Yeah.
0: yeah, don't let pride get in the way.
2: Yeah. Maybe that's a that's a nice, succinct way. Don't let pride get in the way.
0: Yeah.
2: Cool.
1: And yeah, I'm just sticking with pride comes before the fall just because it fits the ending. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. I completely agree. <laughs> I'm just going with the cliche one just because it fits the ending.
2: (laughs) Cool. Well, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time.
0: See ya. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Our next movie will be uh, Vertigo by Alfred Hitchcock. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Feel free to leave any comments. we love that. Uh, Thanks again.